0: This is the Comic Book Kaiju Podcast, a comic book discussion podcast where we love comics and you should too. I'm one of your hosts, Trent Justin Baxter. I have Mr. Marcus Seabury on the line, all the way from Planet Memfo, baby. Seabury, how you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, in town anytime, mind you.
0: <laughs> we have a very special guest today. We have one of the best comic book creators. On YouTube, the man, the myth, the legend, the blurred without fear, the person who not only covers Marvel, DC, Milestones, Spectrum, everything you can think about in the comic book world. Uh, He breaks down superheroes, breaks down villains, breaks down everything that you want. And one of the finest YouTube channels that you can possibly have, we have Mr. Ernie, The Blurred Without Fear himself. How are you doing today, sir?
2: I am doing fantastic. Uh, Excellent. Thank you. Uh, You you, you made me sound uh, bigger and better than than I feel. I was like, hey. (laughs) I "I don't know if I can live up to
0: this. (laughs) I am very happy that you are here. I'm sure Mr. Seabury, Mr. Eaton, we're all honored uh, that you have joined us today. And we have a very good topic today. So I want to get to that uh, very shortly. Mr. Eaton.
3: How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, sir. I'm super excited to be on this episode with uh, one of my favorite comic book YouTubers, one nice. of the best oh. in the game.
2: Thank you. Um,
3: we actually—I don't know. There's very small chance you remember this. We actually ran into each other at an AEW show a couple of years ago. Yes, we did. Yes, <laughs> we did. <laughs> yes, we did. That
2: is yeah. fantastic.
0: Uh, but I—I I very much. Want to get to um, all of this comic goodness that we have for us today. But I did want to let everybody know that you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, subscribe to us. Let your friends know that we are here. We are talking comics every week on the Comic Book Kaiju. Specifically this month, we're going to be talking Supergirl, the woman of tomorrow for our Book of the Month Club. So if you want, go read that comic. Um, spoiler alert. It's good. Come back. Check out the Book of the Month Club at the end of November. We will be talking all about that. Hey, Ernie, have you read that uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow?
2: Woman of Tomorrow, that one is on my list Ah, of things to read. I've not actually read that one yet. I've read some Supergirl uh, in the past, just not that.
0: Okay. I would say I have read it, and I think it is – that actually is probably my favorite Supergirl story of all time. So uh, just a little spoiler. don't want to give away too much of my thoughts, but – I highly recommend Supergirl, The Woman of Tomorrow. We'll be talking all about it on our Book of the Month Club. Okay. Before we get into our talk with Ernie, the Blurred Without Fear, I did want to say that Magic Mind is still running their campaign right now. Magic Mind, as you know, the productivity drink that I've been drinking and test driving, trying to feel healthier, trying to be a better me, their campaign that is 14 Days of Magic, which is 14 days making small changes to improve your life, It's still going on right now. If you use the hashtag 14 Days of Magic, create some type of content. And then also, if you purchase something from magicmind.co slash 14 Days of Magic, use the discount code kaiju14. And at the end of this campaign, I'm going to be selecting a winner and giving a one to three month subscription of Magic Mind. Don't forget, the whole thing is about not only changing your life and being a better person, but also Donating to the rainforest every 10,000 views on the hashtag 14 days of magic magic mind is going to donate $10 With their goal of making it uh, as big an impact as possible and speeding up the project's efforts by reaching $30,000 in donation. So definitely want to check out magicmineco slash 14 days of magic use the discount code kaiju 14. Let's get right into it I want to ask Ernie now. This is a question that I've had burning at the tip of my tongue. Actually, since we did our Naomi episode, we did a Book of the Month Club on Naomi, and mm. I've been thinking about this question. I've been uh, also wanting to ask Seabury this too, so I'm going to get his thoughts. But we'll go to Ernie first and foremost. Mr. Brian Michael Bendis, he has created... A number of characters throughout the years. Not only has he created Naomi, which I talked about, he also created Riri Williams. He also created Miles Morales. Why is it that when I go to my wife and say to her, Hey, you know, you know, Miles Morales, she's like, Yeah, I love Miles. He's my boy. When I say, All right, what about Riri Williams? Who? Rihanna? Why is it that Miles is so much more. well-known and riri and naomi which they feel very kind of similar to what bendis was trying to do with miles Mm. um i feel like he's trying to do that with riri and naomi why is it that i think or why do you think i should say ernie that there's been such a, a vast difference in the the way that those characters have been accepted into the comic culture
2: um you know honestly it's complicated because to be fair Miles was catching that hate too at first, right? Right. <laughs> but I mean, he he kind of eased in. Like eventually, people I, I think eventually warmed up, uh, uh, to Miles Morales because you know, you just keep telling good stories. Eventually, the naysayers will they'll either go away or they'll break <laughs> down and just start getting into it. That's usually what happens. Mm. Um. But in the case of Riri Williams, I think it was a a, a perfect storm mm. of uh of things that had happened because one of the <sighs> Sadly, that Perfect Storm was a not-so-perfect comic, uh, and that was uh, Civil War II, which I don't hate Civil War II the way a lot of people do, but I will say that book has a great deal of character assassination in it. And uh, it largely centers around a character that we are not talking about. <laughs>
4: so, <laughs> right.
2: Uh, yes. But I'll I'll just I'll just say <clears throat> Captain Marvel gets a lot of character assassination yes. in that comic. Uh, how? However, I think that you kind of have to talk about it a little bit because with Ironheart, the whole thing with Ironheart was like the whole all new, all different
4: mm-hmm. uh,
2: right. Marvel thing, which a lot of people did not like to begin with because it was oh you're taking my characters, you're either you're either making them black or you're making them a woman or you're making them both. And it was like, that's not really what's happening, but I understand where you're coming from. They didn't, um, they didn't like
3: the all new, all different because it was both new
2: and different, and different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is, which is funny. Cause everyone, like whenever I talk to people about all new, all different Marvel, like you or an ad, whatever they mm-hmm. want to call it. Right. A lot of people, they yeah. always, it's always said with venom uh, in their voice and not the good kind, uh, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's like it's, it's never the good time. It's just, it's 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 sad to me because it's like all new all different is, is a label that Marvel's had since like forever. Like you go back to like the the 70s and find all new all different in a lot of their titles, but like this was just like a huge market thing, but when when Riri hit the scene, I think what happened was a lot of people didn't like the fact of how she was marketed. I think that was a huge uh, misstep. And that can be both Marvel <clears throat> that can be both Marvel's fault and it can also be the naysayers fault as well for not being open minded but the whole thing was like oh well tony's dead uh and not only is he dead but uh there's a a, a girl now who is uh taking up yeah, and a lot. And that was thing too. A lot of people mistakenly said, "Oh, well, she's she can't be Iron Man. She's a girl. That, that's why she's not called Iron Man. She's <laughs> in a book called Iron Man, but her name is Iron Heart." But it's neither here nor there. Right. Uh, <laughs> but the other issue was, "Oh, well, now she's black." And then then you, you then you throw in the whole, "Oh, well, wait a minute. She's she's fifteen years old. Well, and, and she's supposed to be smart because that was the kind of thing. Like everybody tried to the Marvel kind of mistakenly tried to market it as being." As smart as Tony Stark, and a lot of people didn't want to jive with that because they're like, "No, there's no," because they do the same thing with Moon Girl, right? They're like, right. "How can Moon Girl be the smartest person <laughs> on the planet? She's only like 13 years old." Yeah. People get upset about it. Right. It, just, it just is with the Jeff accepted, right. but I think the issue with Ironheart was, yeah, it was a perfect storm of things, and and I will admit, while I think people really hated her, like almost unceremoniously and, and without warrant, hated her. I think once people kind of like got their Iron Man back when Tony came back and was like, "Okay, I'm Iron Man now." I think people kind of just stopped focusing on her because I noticed that like it went from, "Oh, this is SJW," this is a nobody even really talks about her anymore. Now, granted, that'll change here very soon, I think, because of um, the Iron uh TV series is coming out. Plus, you got Wakanda Forever coming out where she's going to be in that. But yeah, I think Miles. I think what really helped was that because he kind of had a similar situation.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Spider-Man had just died in the ultimate comics. Right. Spider-Man's dead. Who is this? I think a lot of people didn't a lot of people I remember hearing about how extra everyone kept saying Miles's origin story was about how, oh, why has he gotta be he gotta be black. And Puerto Rican. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, I don't know if you guys ever lived in New York or been in New York, but that's actually a pretty common mixture of human being uh, by my <laughs> estimate. It's like, eh, that's that's actually pretty New York. Uh, that's actually that's probably more New York than a New York accent. Um, but <laughs> a lot of people, because I, I remember at first, I remember people like like just crapping all over. Uh, Miles Morales and eventually you know the stories kept coming in the stories were consistently good Miles was a very endearing character and eventually I think he just broke the ice Mm -hmm. or melted the ice over those cold dead hearts uh, that didn't like him and I think it also helped that Marvel was really good about making sure he wound up in a lot of marketing Mm -hmm. for like because you think about it the last Four or five Spider-Man cartoons, I think, that have come out. Miles is in them. right? Uh, He's in the Spider-Man video games. He is in all of the mobile games. And then eventually he got his, uh, And you know, you get to, by the time he got his movie, Miles was practically a household name. He was all, like, the movie kind of pushed him over the edge to household name uh, with uh, Into the Spider-Verse. But, like, by that time, he was kind of already kind of, like, sneaking through the door. And people were like, oh, yeah, Miles, man, dude, Miles Morales, man, that guy, dude, he's for real. And I think just it was the representation. But a lot of people try to say that Riri didn't – she wasn't authentic. People try to say she wasn't black enough. Some people thought that she was too black, which is weird because she doesn't really act like a stereotypical black person. Right. Uh, Like, like the way that I think some comics readers are conditioned you know from the, the 60s, 70s and 80s right. to, to believe how black like 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 she doesn't say jive turkeys <laughs> <laughs> you know, enough for, for people. Uh she she talks like a black 15 year old girl would today. Yes. Um and I feel like I feel like a lot of it's unfair. I feel like a lot of it's unfair. Now I will admit Brian Michael Bendis while he is a fantastic writer I know a lot of people it's popular to crap on Brian Michael Bendis. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like this man hasn't written some of the best comics ever made. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like he wasn't present (laughs) for some of the greatest comics of our generation. Um, But, uh, like, yeah, does he throw up some misses? Yes. Look, man, even Jordan threw up a brick every (laughs) time. Look, sometimes (laughs) those shots didn't always drain, you know what I'm saying? You you miss 100% of the shots you never take exactly and, and 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 one of the things that's kind of unique about Riri is that you know he was trying to accomplish something and and it was with Naomi as well uh cuz Naomi and even with her having a tv show most people still don't know who the hell she's supposed right. to be right uh but 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 Riri especially even though she got she even got a little bit of a cartoon thing going. It wasn't a series like you know, mm-hmm. Spider-Man gets, but it's like she got one of those little Marble Rising right. uh, jobs. And, and yeah. I, I thought it was cool. I thought she because she's an interesting character. She's a cool character. She has a tragic backstory that I think people overlook. But I noticed the thing I saw people focus on all the time is that she stole her powers. Like that was the thing, like the thing I used to always see the common complaint. Oh, she's a thug. She's a thief. <laughs> call the police uh, because you know supposedly she stole her powers and yes technically like because I think part of the story was that she stole some uh, of the equipment mm-hmm. from her classmates at uh, at, uh, at MIT mm-hmm. but here's the thing no one keeps that same energy for Terry McGinnis everybody's precious Batman beyond <laughs> nobody keeps that same energy Terry stole a whole bat suit and nobody says anything. Star Lord. He ain't supposed to be Star Lord. He stole that. He killed people to get them out of the way so he could become Star Lord. He wasn't supposed to be Star Lord. He was never supposed to be Star Lord, but nobody. But I think that's also because nobody cares about Star Lord. But <laughs> there's lots of characters who stole mm-hmm. their powers. Nobody bats an eyelash at them.
1: Right. Jason Todd yeah. literally stole wheels
2: off the Batmobile. <laughs> yes, dude. He look, had the Batmobile sitting on bricks. Like, like, like. Come on now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so right. I mean, I just I feel like people they pick and choose when they want to be angry about a particular character. Mm. They pick and choose, and you could literally have, like case in point, one could just as easily say, like some people say, oh, it's they they haven't earned it. Well, Peter didn't earn being Spider-Man. He has got bit by a spider. Any of us could have gotten <laughs> bit by a spider. A radioactive one? Mm, okay, debatable. But at the end of the day, he just got bit by a spider. <laughs> right. A lot of superheroes just happen to be in a bad place at, at the work like daredevil mm-hmm. daredevil didn't earn his <laughs> blindness <laughs> it was an accident hell uh spectrum monica rambo she didn't get her powers through some act of valor she literally just got she was next to something that blew up <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing goes for uh uh you know the current captain marvel carol danvers danvers she was next to something that blew up. That's how she got her powers. Uh, even though that's technically kind of been a retcon. But yeah, a lot of your favorite superheroes, help Batman. I mean, yeah, granted, he earned being a Playboy billionaire, uh, you know, philanthropist, whatever. But I mean, at the end of the day, would he be Batman if his parents didn't get shot?
3: <laughs>
2: so, Bat- so, so Batman's we,
3: superpower is white privilege.
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, oh, no, that, that's why, you know, when he wears the mask, that's why there's <laughs> 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 when the when the police show they're like oh it's cool it's cool he's he's good he's good let him go let him go <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> wait a minute oh well. oh no no he's good he's good, oh, he's good yeah. but no th- but I think that's that that's the, it's a lot of mis uh, a lot of misplaced aggression that I think people have towards um characters like that mm. it's it, it, it's always something they'll never be perfect and honestly I think even after Wakanda forever comes out and Ironheart show comes out, it don't matter how good the character is portrayed in the MCU. There's still going to be people who are going to be mad about it um, for one reason or another. And, but I think eventually people will get over it because once again, if you tell good stories, it it, kind of becomes, it kind of becomes hater proof.
3: Mm,
4: you know what i mean like it becomes
2: hater proof at that point like oh it's good it's excellence is hater proof yes exactly Exactly. and that
0: that goes to the almost the the motto of this podcast is there are no bad characters only bad writers like i've Mm -hmm. had so many times where i didn't like a character and then i read a certain writer's take on that character Mm -hmm. like daredevil is a prime example and bendis Mm -hmm was the one who made me realize oh mm-hmm. I love Daredevil. This character is mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters now and because of Bendis and then Brew Baker Mark mm-hmm. Waid everybody who came afterwards and even to this day with, with Chips yeah. and
2: oh, no, Yeah. I don't know. I would say Daredevil's probably the most consistent I mean, you know since Bendis the most consistently written uh a uh, comic book character, yeah. Uh, and I would dare say it both Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. uh, has yeah. some of the most like, like, and I mean, like, and that's with creative changes, right? Uh, I, I think Daredevil's easily one of the most consistently well-written characters. But no, I feel the same way. I used to like. There, there's characters I've even talked about, uh, on, uh, you know, in my videos where I've said that no, I didn't like this character at first, and eventually I read, I read a particular comic, and I was like okay, maybe this character's not so bad. Maybe it was just a person. <laughs> and that's why we tell people, like, sometimes a writer just isn't for you. Like, there's certain writers that I know aren't for me. Grant Morrison is one of them. Uh, I like Grant Morrison. He's a good writer, but just his stories, he has the Stephen King effect for me. Like, they mm-hmm. always start good, but I'm always left scratching my head by the end, and that's probably by design. That said, time, I enjoy yeah. his new X-Men. <laughs> It's weird, but I enjoy it. <laughs> it's just weird. Grand Morrison I don't get makes it.
1: me feel so unintelligent. I'd be like, you know who does I it? Have the, I, I have the Emperor New Clothes effect with Grand Morrison. I'm like, it's not Grant Morrison. I'm a dummy. I don't get it. I could have gotten a degree in comparative literature. Mm-hmm. I made poor life choices that's why I don't understand this work
2: <laughs> no no you want to feel no if you really want to feel stupid read uh, Jonathan Hickman's decorum Oh yeah, which was is a book that I have constantly said it's the best book I'm not reading because I refuse to read it because I tried reading the first <laughs> issue I felt like a I felt like a moron I was like I was like I don't know I was like I've read East to West I, I feel like I'm better than this. And I was like, I guess, I guess, yeah, this one. I was like, you know what, Hickman, I, I've been with you through, through <laughs> thick and thin, man. Uh, Black Monday murders, East or West, House of X, Avengers, New Avengers, Secret Wars, Time Runs. I, I, i done been, I've been down there with you, man. But this is the one journey <laughs> I can't take with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar. I had a
3: similar experience. Uh, <laughs> you guys remember back before G Four was when it was Tech TV mm-hmm. and they had like a late mm-hmm. night anime block. Yes, there was an anime called Serial Experiments Lane um, Yeah, I now <laughs> I've watched that series through because it was on sequentially. I've watched it through probably twice now. I was I was younger when I saw it, but I was like, I'm. I think of myself as relatively smart. This mm. show is smarter than me. And <laughs> and, and I, I, I get the the Morrison thing. I'm a Morrison fan too. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that sometimes you'll come across something or uh not or like some of some of uh Alan Moore's more esoteric stuff and mm-hmm. like, this is this
1: is smarter than me. <laughs> and then like I'm trying to reassure myself, right? I'd be like, Well, you know what? It's good that I've reached the limits of my intellect. You <laughs> know, know you are the water runs. It's like, yeah, like you know what? This is humbling and I needed to see the limits. Now I know the limits. I oh, can yeah. either stay here or try yeah. to get better. I'm like, right. you know, fork in the
2: road, guys. Uh, right. That's like a if you ever if you ever watch the show Doom Patrol, um, hmm. I can always tell people. Like whenever people come to me and say, dude, I saw this one thing that was in Doom Patrol. Like what, where's that, is that, is that in the comics? And I'd be like, what, like when they describe what it is, like, like for instance, um, I remember the literal precise moment uh, when uh, animal vegetable mineral man first started showing up on the show. <laughs> and people were like, animal vegetable mineral man. Yeah. And But, but like when they got to like Danny the street, yeah, good
3: luck trying to explain what Danny the Street is to somebody. Oh, I
2: was you're the like, transgender street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A well, sentient well,
3: transgender street.
2: Yes. And, and the, that, that I think at one point becomes a brick and then later becomes an ambulance and then later becomes an actual like theme park. I was like, look, Grant Morrison just Grant Morrison everywhere. You just got to go with it. Man. You got to go with it. Like, honestly, I was like, look, man, I just. I like, just read this. Just Duty read this Patrol and you'll understand. Great, but
3: get ready for weird.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, And that, and that's kind of the, the whole thing with Graham Morrison. I always, I always tell people, like, sometimes I just like to, to read Graham Morrison. I have to be very prepared to read something that is going to make probably very little sense to me unless I've just taken it edible. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, I never hate it. I never hate it. Like, I'll I'll never sit here and say, oh, maybe he's a trash writer. I don't like him. I don't like get that guy out of here. I just know, I just when it comes to Graham Morrison, Good. I just know when to hold him and when to fold him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get some of this. Let's go.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, but I guess as far as like you, you but, but I guess yeah, all that was a day. Of saying, case of point, I always tell people if you didn't like the the Brian Michael Bendis version of Riri Williams, well, it just so happens there was a little series, twelve issues, uh. Written by Evel Ewing, uh, who is going to be writing the Monica Rambo comic that's coming up, uh, Ooh, Photon. Yes. Um, Evel Ewing wrote 12 issues of Ironheart. And in those 12 issues, I challenge anyone to tell me Riri is not a charming character, mm. even when she's being a brat. Even when she's because cause she, and that is, that's kind of one of those things I think what a lot of people don't take mm. into consideration with Riri is that like she has a lot of more emotional baggage than, uh, than Miles does. Not to say that, you know, Miles doesn't have any, but just right. like, well, yes, Miles' mom got clapped. Look, I get it. Sucks. It happened right in front of him. But she also lost her stepdad and her best friend like literally in the span of like five seconds. Right. And it's like, and, and she, and that all happened in front of her eyes at a young age when she could have just as easily been killed herself. And when Miles Bob got clapped, he had superpowers. He could have, <laughs> not to say he could have stopped it, but like he, he just he was in a different place. And and Rory was always that already that girl who was so smart that she didn't know how to be around other people. So like I get it. It's one of those things like I understand where she comes from. Like not from the intelligence standpoint because I'm nowhere near as smart as she is, but um. I, I am. Of, I like to consider myself of um Luke Cage level <laughs> intellect is what I like to. I, I'm no Hank McCoy. I'm no Hank McCoy. I'm no Hank Pym. I'm no Tony Stark. No Reed Richards. I'm no Peter Parker. I'm I just I just like to to hedge my bets and say Luke Cage level intellect. um But uh, I, I thrive on common sense. But. Yeah, I feel like she had a lot of emotional baggage. And I think people just weren't prepared to also deal with that, too. Like, because hmm. she's she's disaffected. She's disaffected and she kind of she's withdrawn. And I feel like some people, especially if you're an older uh, person, uh, like around my age bracket, where teenagers are weird to you. <laughs> that's something that I kind of had to like, that's one thing I always have to remind myself like, she's a teenager. Like, I I, 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 I have to turn my empathy on. And, and be able to empathize with the character, and right. but I, but I will definitely say, yeah, if you've ever had trouble, like if you ever like were reading, uh, the Invincible Iron Man series, uh, and you just like I just don't get really, go. I always tell people go read the Evel Ewing, uh, run because in the first issue when she's talking to like a friend of hers, like she is so lovable because she's talking to somebody who's just like her, and then mm. that's when she opens up and she starts talking about like she starts talking about what's her favorite, uh, uh. Uh, you know, series of star Trek. And I was like, Oh my God, we're on the same page. Cause she (laughs) literally says exactly the same thing. I was saying when someone asked me what star Trek should watch, I always say deep space nine. And what does she say? Deep Space Nine nice. for the same reasons I said. Uh, you know, she talked about the things that she loves and you're like, oh, wow. OK, I get it now. Miles was kind of allowed to be a nerd. We were kind of allowed to see the things he loves and see him opened up because he was just you a know, normal kid at first. But, you know, Riri was a different case. You had to deal. you had to get past some grief. And I think while we allow Batman to have his grief, we don't allow other characters to have it. you know, not right. just black characters, but just characters in general. I've noticed like anyone who has any grief to deal with, people are like, Oh, no, can just get over it. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're meanwhile, they got a, a pull list stacked this high with issues of Batman. <laughs> like, get yeah, out of my I face know. with that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and it's like Batman's
1: whole thing is he can't get over it.
2: Right. If he could get over right. it, he wouldn't be Batman.
3: Right. <laughs> if you if you are emotionally well adjusted, you're not a superhero.
2: No. God yeah. no. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, let me let me tell you something. No one has ever jumped off a building who was in their right mind. <laughs> like right. even if they have even if you told me they had the ability to fly, it takes a level of you know, just not and giving it a it damn. <laughs> y- yeah. Yes. Oh no, 100%. Like you have to be you have to be a little bit touched. Uh it was kind of <laughs> one of the reasons why I remember in the 90s Uh, I used to always find the character of uh, Shadowhawk, of Image Comics, I used to always find him very compelling because I never understood why he jumped off of buildings because I was like, you don't have superpowers, dude. You could die. And it was like, oh, he's got AIDS. Oh, makes sense to me now. I mean, what's the worst that's gonna happen? He smacks basically the smoke him if you got him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That actually made him more gangster to me. Cause I was like, dude, dude, I was like, because I remember I saw a spread, but a dude literally jumped off a roof, and the whole spread is like him in the middle. I was like, dude, what you're gonna hit the pavement? <laughs> He's like, I got AIDS, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay, now
3: listen, I know the character. Mm-hmm. I didn't read a lot. Was that like his, like, if he was doing something dangerous, Is that the an internal monologue on every page? I, AIDS. I mean, <laughs> it may
2: as well have been. It may as well have been. Like, cause, well, because it, it was the whole thing. Like, it was, to be fair, you don't really know that he has AIDS at first. Like, you find out okay. later. But, okay. like, it, but it was one of those deals where it's like, Yeah. This dude's crazy. <laughs> he has no superpowers. I was like, I get it. I mean, yeah, Batman. Yeah, that's one thing. But I was like, first off, I was like, dude, you, you just, you, you're, you're trying to pull some Daredevil mess. And I was like, dude, you can't do it. You ain't Daredevil, pimp.
1: But no, he <laughs> didn't care because if he died, it
2: wouldn't matter. Uh, but he died doing what he loved. I guess that's the uh, greatest thing
3: I've ever heard in my (laughs)
1: life.
2: Image comics in the the nineties, everybody. Oh yeah, fair point. Well, yeah. Uh, mid, uh, early to mid nineties image was it was something. It was something. Um, and your characters were either either had a lot of pockets and pouches. So many or times. were really edge lord or both. Mm. That was to say it can be both. Yeah, yeah. You you it, it was man, it was it was Youngblood, edgy Avengers, Wildcats, edgy X-Men, mm. uh yeah. Stormwatch, edgy everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh Cyber Force, edgy X-Force, Battalion trying to be even edgier, X-Force. <laughs> uh if that's just what it was that's what you had back then that was that was what the comic that was what the comics landscape was back then right um but uh but yeah i think i don't know i, I feel like if if if, if we if, if people want to give her a chance if people would give riri a chance i think you could find a lot to love
0: mm-hmm. yeah seabury what are your thoughts like i said i've been saving this question <laughs> all right for you. all right
2: um
1: I was super casual on Miles at first, like mainly because I don't know why. I don't want to throw the racism card, but it seems <laughs> kind of funny that at the Barnes and Noble where I was reading the trades of Ultimate Spider-Man for the free, all of a sudden after the one with Peter Parker was murdered and Miles Morales took over, they just disappeared. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute, wait but you had the rest of the trade guys <laughs> what's the deal but um i mean he was okay you know i wasn't really really blown away but like i think it was the the spider-man mini series yes they kind of was like okay i kind of rock with Miles now hmm. and man i think it's a combination of the video games and into the spider-verse yes that was like uh, Mike, like a vintage Mike Tyson combo to the world. <laughs> Just like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. You didn't like Miles. I bet you love him now. <laughs> Even my comic shop owner was like, they finally made Miles interesting. So I was like, yeah, and um, also like, and, and I think Marvel did really good kind of piggybacking off that like the post into the Spider-Verse stuff like you know he's been in some damn good comics like shout out to Saladin Ahmed whose run is recently ended I despise the new little artsy trendy costume the costume's trash yes but other mm. than that I really really enjoyed all 42 issues of mm. that series yes and um and, you know, I think, the you know, the next people are going to do some good stuff. Um, so I just felt like they just handled it well and kind of weathered that initial storm when people were indifferent to, oh, no, it's Black Spider-Man. Right. You know, they kind of <laughs> weathered that storm. And, and it's like people said, man, Riri, that, there was just so many things that were bound to, like, piss off fanboys in the beginning with Riri it's like okay first of all you kind of have her coming up in
4: uh Civil
1: War 2 like I ain't even read that I was like man I ain't gonna read this <laughs> like that was a period where I just wasn't reading crossovers cause mm-hmm. like even now when I read a crossover I just have to remind myself now you know it's Marvel you know mm-hmm. like at some point in the last issue they're gonna flip a switch and hey guys The world's just had one. La, la, la. You know? Right. So, like, I ain't even really read that. And, like, I think I got, like, a trade of, like, Venice's run. And, you know, I've been seeing her here and there. Like, I mean, I don't know if she can hit the miles levels. But, like, I feel like if they they handle her well in Wakanda Forever and her series, you know i think eventually it'll get better
4: mm.
1: yeah you know like like i just i just feel like it's like the verdict's still out you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. like yeah. like, mm-hmm. like like i said i don't think either one of them is going to be a moment like into the spider-verse like into the spider-verse just blew my mind, and I'm, you know, darn near 50, been reading comics all my life, been going to the movies most of my life, I was just like, this is amazing!
4: <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying? But, I feel like she can kind of get in the vicinity of it if Wakanda Forever and this series, like, just really work. And, yeah, you know, um, and, It's kind of crazy that people were mad at her for being kind of bratty. I was like, but if she was perfect, you would have called her a Mary Sue. Yeah. It's like, what do you want? fanboys? Well,
0: I (laughs) I even saw that thrown against her as well. Being a Mary Sue because she's like so smart because she, you know, all right. She's got everything at a very young age. Um, she doesn't have a weakness. She can do anything. She can put together a suit of armor, just like Tony Stark at, at 15. Um, but I think a lot of people forget once it's not like she invented that technology. It was like, Oh, mm-hmm. she's reverse engineering something that Tony Stark had been doing for years. And it's a lot easier to reverse engineer something that's already been made rather than create your own from scratch. Yes. So yeah, it's it's just kind of funny. And like Ernie said, the same thing with moon girl, they you know the the same criticisms oh she can't be the smartest one she's only nine years old or whatever it is and i i just think that's interesting that they also those two characters very um similar time frames where they were coming out and um also both two black females young black females and Mm i'm i'm kind of surprised marvel didn't say oh wait a minute we already got one of those let's make um, a Japanese or let's make a Mexican or something. Um, it's just I it was interesting that they would go that route, but um, I'm I'm in agreement with everything that Ernie and Seabury have said. I think the the time aspect of Riri versus Miles is going to be Miles has just had a longer runway, and th- this might be a controversial statement, but I feel like Bendis is starting to get to that Stanley pr- place in my head where fantastic great creator originator mm-hmm. but when it comes to the stories i'm not a big fan of stan lee and
1: oh dude ben has been the brick master at dc let's not skate around <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> man i be i be i be wanting to quote uh 56 like Dang, homie, in high school, you was right. the man, homie. Right, what happened to you? Yeah, listen, I know,
3: I know this is not canon, but Jordan, uh, some people say Jordan played for the Wizards, it's that <laughs> kind of a thing.
1: Um, that's now, not right. I, mean, I know that, said that is canon, I
3: like that's not canon, it didn't happen. Hey, right. yo, but right. um, hey, yo, but
1: right. even like Floyd Jordan was averaging yeah. like 20 a night, man. So that's like, that's so, true,
4: that's you true. Know, well, so everybody
1: yeah. be hating on Floyd Jordan, but he was still, you know putting it in work like right. this. Like this. Like Tree Rollins is like a player <laughs> coach on, on your Orlando. Oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> like he don't see the floor. Y'all oh, know. Well, y'all know. Shaq playing forty to forty-five minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we well, you know, Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing with Bendis though. And this is something I, I tell people all the time with Bendis. Like anytime I recommend anything, you know, Bendis is is this. Bendis is the type. He's the type of creator. It depends on which Bendis woke up that morning. He he he. It's it's always a tale of two Bendises. <laughs> it's a uh, was so Bendises, if you will. Bend yes, Bendises. Yeah. It, well, you know, did his did his wife make him that breakfast, his favorite breakfast in the morning? Did his kids, did his kids, you know, did they did, 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 did they you know pat him on the back and say, "Hey, thank you for that," you know, for. Uh, for for putting Fortnite on the playstation uh you know or, or thank you for the robux uh that, that, that you that you you gifted me thank you for that uh you know or, or you know did did he did the person at starbucks did the barista you know, get his, his drink order correctly <laughs> you know it, there, there's a lot of factors that go into it and that tells me i can tell what kind of day bendis had Well, because here's the thing here's something I, I i think a lot of people uh you know, really don't Look at with Bendis is that, and, and granted, I I will admit, I don't give him as much uh of the credit for stuff like Naomi, because you know, he's right, he's co-writing that with David mm. F. Walker. But I can see the the Bendis touch tones uh, uh in there. Like there's little things like, and, and and this is on and maybe it'll recontextualize how a lot of people view Bendis because I feel like a lot of people don't catch this. Bendis is a huge fan of Dwayne McDuffie. And if you think about it, a lot of the things that Bendis has done over the years have all kind of been callbacks to Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, I'll start with Miles Morales. Miles Morales, Static Shock. Or just Static as I knew him. I never was a I never like call him Static Shock. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that man's name is Static. You all leave that. Oh, uh, but no, so Static same type of story damn near miles morales and static have almost the exact same origin story minus static trying to shoot somebody with a gun (laughs) uh but yeah you know young black kid a nerd into nerdy stuff not really doing a good job of juggling responsibilities mm. and and uh, and you know, being a superhero, were, but that kind of also plays on the fact that Static was kind of just a young black kid version of Spider Man.
4: Right.
2: Uh, yes. <laughs> it was that was the mm-hmm. Spider Man formula they used on Static, um, but they use that same formula for Miles. Only this time, he's Spider Man, so it was kind of like the. It, it, it's kind of like when if you you if you grew up with you know, games like Final Fight and Streets of Rage, it's kind of a situation where it's like Streets of Rage was a very blatant ripoff of Final Fight, but it got to a point where Streets of Rage just turned out to be better. <laughs> I'm not saying that Miles is better than static, but just it got to a point where, you know, it was like static walked so Miles could run. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing with Riri Williams. Riri is actually and a character that's admittedly not as popular as uh, static was from milestone but um if you look at a lot of the touch tones for uh, Riri she's very similar to a character uh from hardware uh, uh that was called technique uh very very same character like the only difference being that Riri's younger that's really like one of the only differences um in matter of fact, if you go back and look at some of the old notes from when they were making these characters back in Milestone, some of it is it, like it was stuff that actually wound up getting used by Bendis. And then when he, by the time he got to Naomi, he was just like, "Well, I've run out of stuff to homage from Dwayne McDuffie, so I'm just gonna call Naomi Naomi McDuffie." we gonna call it. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do now. That, that's that's the. He like he's like look i can't be more obvious now if i tried right um but yeah like it's i I think sometimes that that might help contextualize a little bit i think that he has his moments um i think naomi's probably the better thing that he has written during his time at dc but you know once again that's co-written with uh david f walker who's a fantastic Mm. writer as well
1: um
2: uh, which I will always say, uh, if you have not read Bitter Root by David F. Walker. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, Chuck Brown, Sanford Green, you are doing yourself a disservice. Because uh, <laughs> that book is fantastic. Exactly. Uh, Eisner award-winning Bitter Root, might I add. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like Bendis, you just got to catch him on the right day. Because and I'll, I'll admit, Uh, because I think there was some, I think he did some of the young justice stuff, and I like some of that too. Not all of it, but some of it. Um, but I also like to remind people too a lot of the times when he's creating characters, he's creating for his kids now,
4: yeah, because
2: a lot of people don't know he has two adopted uh black kids, and that was actually his reasoning for making characters like Miles Morales and Riri so that they could have characters that look like them. And while that, while your mileage with that's gonna vary, you know, uh, once again, great creator. Uh, but the writing might be starting to lack. But uh, I, but I'm not gonna make that uh uh you know, have me forget what he what he's done mm-hmm. before, right? Uh, like like I said, yeah, yeah. I'm so like I said Jordan, you <laughs> he went to, <laughs> right. Look, he might have went to go play baseball, but three Pete bulls. You can't right. you can't take that away from
0: right, hundred <laughs> percent.
2: And I, I'm just. <laughs> the- Flu game, you can't take the flu game away. From- yeah, I'm, I'm the same way because <laughs> I'll
0: never forget Ultimate Spider Man, it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. runs of all time. Like, it's, I've already talked about the Daredevil, mm-hmm. um, his he revolutionized icon. it. Yeah, like there's a <laughs> ton of stuff that Bendis in the early 2000s you could not touch him. He was mm-hmm. Mike in the late 80s, early 90s, like mm-hmm. you could not touch him. So, I 100% give Bendis that credit. Mm-hmm. It's just now I'm not. Mm-hmm. The uh, let's say the uh, the field goal percentage is a little bit down now. It used to be a little <laughs> bit higher.
2: He ain't but. got that blank check with you no more. He can't right. just cut. Come- <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, you know, it, it, you got to think about it too. He was writing so much stuff. Yeah, that's right. And I think honestly, the well just ran dry. Like that. that, that like yeah. you could run out of ideas. Right. The guy was literally writing. Everything, yeah. <laughs> like he mm-hmm. was writing everything in Ultimate, and he was writing stuff on the main Marvel imprint. He was on yes. every crossover, just about, just about every major thing that was going on Marvel. It was like Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis was uh, was, was uh, Civil. Was he was on was Civil War? That was he was
0: uh, Mark remember, Miller was on that, but that was, that I think was Mark Miller's
2: story too. Like, yeah, he
0: worked he, on the story. Yeah, right.
2: he worked on some. I think, or was it? No, I'm thinking about Secret Invasion. Yes, I think was that's Secret
0: right. Yes. Invasion. That, Secret Invasion. That was, that was where
2: he came. Yep. And it's like, dude, you go there. It's like, dude, he just. Man, he's all over the place, right? Get, let the man rest, honestly. That man, that, that DC is that man's retirement plan. Look, yeah, that man, he, he's like, Look, man, I'm just trying to chill right now, man. Look, I don't know what I'm doing. I thought like, about that. Getting checks, Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. Hey, look, hey, look, I'm just saying, look, BMB, man, we all we got, <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, it, it is, it is what it is. Um, yeah, but I, I will definitely say. I agree. Yeah, y- y'all said it right. He a, a longer road. Those characters have longer road to, <laughs> yeah. to, to try and stroll down. Right. My- Miles ran. Really right. gonna have to run too.
4: Yeah. Because
2: <laughs> Miles had more running.
0: Right. When you have that stretch, you can have multiple writers come in. You can have different mm. takes on the characters. You can have a little bit of um, you know her canon built up or her backstory, but she also hasn't had. I think the villains either to Mm -hmm. kind of bolster up her resume. Like there just, hasn't been a whole lot of story told for her yet. And Mm -hmm. miles has had that. And and like Seabury said with the, um, the latest run, he's getting his own clone. He's getting his own characters, Mm -hmm. his own villains and stuff like that. So yeah, he just had a longer runway. um, I think rather than reread, but Ernie, I, I really, (laughs) want to thank you for joining us today we are yeah unfortunately out of time but we also have some more questions for you so i want you to make us proud and come back to the comic book uh, kaiju because we we have plenty more to discuss with you and plenty more to talk about um, on the next show i want to let everybody know that you can right now as you're watching this or listening to this you can go to TikTok, you can go to youtube you can go to twitter facebook you can even go to apple podcast and check out blurred without fear the blurred cave is not only a podcast that you can listen to but also that's a live stream on youtube right
2: yes it is yes it is <laughs> uh it is a live stream you can catch on uh youtube every saturday at uh well i guess yeah, if you're uh uh memphis time but i'll say you know the standard for everyone else uh uh, 1 p.m eastern uh 10 a.m pacific excellent uh or if you're in memphis then you know 12 o'clock
4: yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: here in arizona we don't do the uh daylight savings time so we we're kind of uh off in our own world but um i definitely (laughs) urge everyone to check out the blurred cave everything blurred without fear you're gonna love if you enjoyed our conversation today definitely go check out all of Ernie's stuff like I said he's hitting it out of the park Ernie right now is Mike in the 80s right now he's 23 We can't you can't touch Ernie Blurred is, is doing major moves right now he's about to three-peat so you want to get in on the Blurred train early before he three-peats right now He's about to go face Magic in the finals, so we we got to get on the Ernie train early.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, like I'm about to come out here be like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, that's right. But thank you very much time he comes back on the
2: show, he has like a Ric Flair robe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like you start train. hearing the... <clears throat> <clears throat> like, that's how I'm going get... <clears> to... <throat> <laughs> that, that, that's what's gonna happen now. You, you, you You did this. You did yeah.
1: this. How'd you want to be JJ Dillon? That's how I want to be JJ Dillon.
0: <laughs> Ernie, the blur without fear, loves comics, and you should too.